Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture. 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything A. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola and the UFA Cooperative. Today we have the latest Sasquatch market outlook, which shows Russia's invasion of Ukraine continues to dominate world grain markets. Sas Tip releases its latest rural crime of the month, a cruel story of snowmobilers chasing down a coyote and running it over. The vote on Bill C-234 goes today in Ottawa, which would exempt farm use of natural gas and propane. And the latest market report on cattle. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. The latest Sasquatch market outlook says the Russian invasion of Ukraine continues to be a key factor in world wheat markets. Market analyst Michael Wilton says there remains some uncertainty around the Black Sea agreement to export Ukraine and Russian wheat during the war. For significant purchases and trades, there was no reported tender business last week following the previous week's large trade volume. There will be more sales this coming week with Jordan and Turkey both in the market. U.S. weekly wheat sales were 126,000 tons last week, which makes for a season total of 658 million bushels, down 5% from last year compared to the USDA's expected 3% decline. In the most important news that happened last week, the focus was on Russia. There were rumors last week circulating that the Russian government was going to put a halt on exports. These rumors were false. Russia needs the money generated from its wheat sales to finance the war, but it did cause for a volatile end to the week. The Russian government has also allegedly asked exporters to pay farmers at least the average cost of production. This could cause Russian fob prices to find a floor at $275 a ton. We will see. In Canada, Canadian exporters shipped another 465,500 tons of wheat in shipping week 33 for a season total of 12.8 million tons. The average weekly export pace to date is 388,000 tons per week, which is almost 50,000 tons per week, more than what is needed to meet the AAFC's 19.3 million ton estimate. Canadian wheat exports tend to seasonally pick up into springtime and peak in May before slowing into harvest. For Canadian Durham, Durham exports in week 33 were strong at 196,000 tons for a season total of 3.5 million tons. This is 2 million tons more than this time last year. Now, 63% through the marketing year, Canada has exported 74% of the AAFC's total export projection. 
Producer deliveries were also strong at 120,000 tons, for a season total of 4 million tons. This means that farmers have delivered approximately 73% of their production, and they still have about 1.5 million tons on hand. As we're on Durham, we calculate that Durham production in major exporting countries for the upcoming year will rise by 8.5% from last year to 17.4 million tons. Most of the global increase in production is from a 10% increase in the EU from the drought-impacted crop of last year. Mexico is forecasting its Durham crop will be 2.1 million tons, which we think is too high. Production in the US and Canada will be steady to slightly higher. Drought in North Africa is causing production in the importing countries to be essentially unchanged from last year's drought-impacted crop. Production is expected to recover somewhat in Morocco, but this will be entirely offset by a falling crop in Tunisia. We think that global imports in the upcoming season will be down slightly. Offsetting changes in North Africa should keep imports there relatively steady, but we are estimating that imports from the EU will be down about 200,000 tons from last year, as it produces a larger share of its needs domestically. And over to the US. Dry conditions persist in the southwest plains, and a large amount of snow in the northern plains and lake states are causing concerns about hard red winter wheat production and delayed hard red spring wheat planting. Wilton also had a few more details on the market impact from the war in Ukraine. In the Black Sea, we'll repeat that there were some rumblings about plans to slow down exports from Russia. These rumors were false. But the Russian government has told exporters that they need to keep export prices high enough to pay farmers at least the average production cost. To accomplish this, we estimate Russian exporters will need to charge a minimum of $275 a ton on a FOB basis. The Russian government will buy 10 million tons of wheat for their strategic reserves, which is 7 million tons more than what they bought last year. And no one knows how long the trade corridor has been extended for. Ukrainian officials say it has been extended for 120 days, while Russian officials say it has been extended for just 60 days. Wilton says if China continues buying U.S. corn, he predicts futures will be higher. Michael Wilton compiles the market outlook for the Sask Wheat website. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Spalley on 620 CKRM. SAS TIP has released the latest Rural Crime of the Month. SAS TIP Communications Coordinator and Conservation Officer Cody Osborne is asking the public's help in identifying those responsible for a cruel act of running down a coyote with a snowmobile near Francis in late February. On February 27, 2023, the Fort Capel Conservation Officers received a tip call regarding three people on snowmobiles that were observed chasing coyotes southwest of Francis about around 5.20 p.m. So the caller reported seeing one adult and two youth participating in this, and the adult was observed chasing and running over a coyote with their snowmobile, and then eventually coming back to the injured animal and shooting it multiple times with a small caliber firearm. Fortunately, the caller was able to take video of this occurrence, but it was pretty far away. So conservation officers responded to the area and determined that the chase began about two miles southeast of Sedley at land location southeast 3, 14, 15, west of the second, and ended four miles south and one mile east towards Francis at land location northwest 13, 13, 15, west of the second, which is where the coyote was killed. 
So conservation officers are just asking anyone that has uh, any information on identifying the individuals who may be responsible just to come forward. You can call the tip line at 1-800-667-7561. You can remain completely anonymous. Your name will not be released to anybody, and you may be eligible for a cash reward of up to $2,000. So, Cody, what is the charge on something like this, and what kind of penalty would there be? So it is illegal to use a vehicle or powerboat for the purpose of chasing or pursuing any wildlife. So obviously as a vehicle, snowmobiles are covered under that definition. And penalties for that start around $1,100 and increase depending on what animal you've been chasing. And then there's also a 40% victim of crime surcharge. So you're looking at around $1,400, $1,500 for chasing a coyote. There would also be a one-year hunting suspension that goes along with that and possible seizure and or forfeiture of any equipment used in the violation, including your snowmobile. So you see this as a very cruel act? Absolutely. It it's, goes against the fair chase principle that everyone's taught during hunter safety. You know, you're, you're not giving the animal a chance to get away. I know a lot of people think that coyotes are nuisance animals, and some might say they deserve it, but really no animal deserves to be chased down and, and run over by a vehicle. It's, it's not humane, it's not ethical, and it certainly isn't legal. Are there any other cases that have recently come to mind with conservation officers and SAS tip wants to get the message out there? Uh, there is another one uh, coming out of the Humboldt area in Manitou Beach. On March 4th, conservation officers received a tip regarding a mule deer that was found dead with an arrow in it right in Manitou Beach. Uh, the deer was located near the back alley of Cumming Avenue on a trail that leads to Wellington Park. The deer was shot with a field tip arrow and is believed to have been shot sometime before late February 2023. Now this is what considered out of season and what would that kind of penalty be? Well, that is out of season and would constitute unlawful hunting where fines again start at $1,000 and the animal surcharge for a deer is an either $400 or $1,000 depending on, on sex and species. So again, you're looking at 1400 up to 2800 And again, the tip line? 1-800-667-7561. Cody Osborne is a conservation officer and communications coordinator for SAS TIP. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. We have a new farm feature, AgriView, with Doug Falconer of GX94, brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integra Tire dealers. Federal Finance Minister Christia Freeland's latest budget envelope for Canadian farmers up against rising costs of production includes a temporary boost to the interest-free portion of cash advances. Freeland's 2023 federal budget, released yesterday, includes $13 million in 2023-24 for Agriculture and Agri-Food Canada to temporarily increase the interest-free limit for loans under its Advanced Payments Program, or APP, to $350,000 for the 2023 program year. The interest-free portion of an APP loan was previously capped at $100,000, but that level was temporarily raised last summer to $250,000 for the 2022 and 2023 program years. The APP provides farmers with cash advances of up to $1 million based on up to 50% of the anticipated market value of a farm's eligible production, whether it's still to be produced or is already stored. 
Experts say the Canadian presence of American retail giants Walmart and Costco isn't likely to blame for rising grocery prices. That's despite Canadian grocery chain executives having pushed for MPs to question those retailers as part of their study on food inflation. University of Toronto economist Ambara Chandra called ongoing hearings performative, saying all retailers seek to maximize profits despite their stated efforts to minimize price hikes. Chandra says all grocers are going to charge what the market will let them get away with. Simon Samoji, an agribusiness researcher at the University of Guelph, says any added big volume competition in the grocery sector helps force down prices. Walmart Canada's CEO took questions from MPs on Monday night. Costco's manager for Canada will do so on April 17th. Karen Rebo, the Canadian Press. Springtime still seems distant for southern Manitoba as snow remains and freezing temperatures persist. However, provincial pulse specialist Dennis Lang says current conditions are setting up well for seeding after temperatures rise and snow melts. In its latest flood outlook released last Wednesday, the province projected a major risk of flooding along the Red River due to heavy snow in North Dakota and Minnesota, along with a low to moderate risk for other rivers and basins. Considering a large proportion of Manitoba's pulse crops are grown in western Manitoba and the time of year some crops are seeded, Lang doesn't anticipate them to be largely affected. Lang also estimates seeded area for field peas in Manitoba to be between 160,000 and 170,000 acres, compared to 188,600 seeded last year, according to Statistics Canada. He predicted 1.2 million acres for soybeans in Manitoba this year, compared to 1.135 million in 2022 while also anticipating the seeded area for Manitoba dry beans to be similar to the 125,800 acres planted in 2022. A husband and wife duo from Rosenort, Manitoba recently received an industry award. Harley and Brooklyn Siemens, owners and operators of Siemens Farms, a 95,000 layer and 15,000 pullet operation, are Manitoba's Outstanding Young Farmers for 2023. The award recognizes the work of farmers between the ages of 18 and 39. This award adds to the family's accomplishments as Harley was chosen as part of the top four under 40 poultry farmers in Canada in 2021. With this regional win, Harley and Brooklyn will represent Manitoba in the national competition in Quebec this November. Italy's government has approved a bill banning the use of laboratory-produced food and animal feed as it aims to safeguard the country's agri-food heritage. If the proposal is passed by Parliament, Italian industry will not be allowed to produce food or feed from cell cultures or tissues derived from vertebrate animals. A breach of the rules could result in fines of up to €60,000. The nationalist administration has pledged to shield Italy's food from technological innovation seen as harmful and renamed the Agriculture Ministry the Ministry for Agriculture and Food Sovereignty. An agriculture lobby praised the move against synthetic food, saying a ban is needed to safeguard home production from the attacks of multinational companies. The bill stipulates that factories where violations occur can be shut down and producers may lose their right to obtain public funding for up to three years. And that's today's Ag Review. I'm Doug Falconer. 
It's your Agri Weather Forecast on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Mainly sunny today with wind southwest 20, the high minus 4, the low minus 19. Thursday, partly cloudy, wind northeast 20, the high tomorrow minus 3, the low minus 10. Friday, partly cloudy, the high minus 3, the low minus 6. Saturday, sunny and melting, the high plus 2, the low minus 6. Sunday, cloudy, 60% chance of flurries, the high 0, the low minus 8. Monday, partly cloudy, the high minus 1, the low minus 10. Tuesday, partly cloudy, the high minus 2. Normal high for this date, it's supposed to be plus 6. The normal low is minus 7. Sun rose at 6.42 this morning. It sets at 7.26 tonight. And currently, the hot spot is Maple Creek in the southwest corner at plus 2. The cold spot, also in the southwest corner, it's Val Marie at minus 13. Estevan in the southeast, minus 9. Saskatoon, minus 7. Swift Current and Weyburn, both minus 6. Yorkton is minus 8. Regina, sunny and minus 10. That's 14 degrees Fahrenheit. Winds are from the south-southwest at 10. Humidity is 85%. The barometer falling, 102.3. Sunny and Moose Jaw, minus 5. Winds are from the southwest at 26. Once again, Regina, sunny, minus 10. That's 14 Fahrenheit. This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada before seeding your canola, peas, or lentils. Maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems, expect the best. It's a very big day in the House of Commons as MPs are voting on Bill C-234. That's the one that would exempt farmers from paying the carbon tax when natural gas and propane are used for agricultural use, including heating barns and drying grain. Today's vote would be the third and final one, and if it's passed, it would then head to the Senate for royal assent. The grain growers of Canada are asking all political parties to support the bill, because Canadian farmers play a crucial role in feeding the country and the world. Tory MP Shannon Stubbs says Canada's agriculture sector is vital to the economy and the people in general. And she says farmers are the backbone we rely on. Canadian farmers compete with each other and globally. So they constantly innovate for the most efficient production of crops and livestock to maintain, improve and steward the land, the water, the air on which their lives literally entirely depend. They strive to reduce costs and offer high quality but affordable products. The NDP's Charlie Angus is also in support of the bill. He says making sure agriculture has a voice at the table when it comes to talking about sustainability is crucial. It's recognizing that farmers and the agricultural community are thinking about sustainability all the time. It's part of the fundamentals of their business. In Canada, about 250,000 farmers look after and manage about 68 million hectares of land. And these farmers 
over the last 20 years, we've seen incredible improvements in sustainability, in soil management practices, and for crops and grazing. We've seen rising standards that the farmers have pushed for in terms of water management. And since 2000, Canada's agricultural soils have been sequestering more carbon than was emitted. That is the result of the sustainability commitments made by the farming community. That's MP Charlie Angus. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com Saskatchewan feeder cattle prices were mixed during the past week. Provincial cattle specialist Fonda Froats says steers ranged from 360 to $236 per hundredweight. Saskatchewan feeder cattle prices continued to be strong, but were mixed amongst the weight categories compared to the previous week. Saskatchewan feeder steers ranged from 360 25 per hundredweight for the 3 to 400 pound weight category to 236 25 per hundredweight for the 900 plus pound category. The largest price gain for feeder steers was in the bottom end for the 3 to 400 pound category, which were up an average of 542 per hundredweight over the prior week. The largest price decrease was seen in the four to five hundred weight steers, which were down an average of six ten per hundred weight, with the price averaging three forty six per hundred weight for that category. And the average prices for Saskatchewan feeder heifers were also mixed, but heifers ranged from two ninety five thirty per hundred weight for the four to five hundred pound category to two twenty seven ninety seven for the eight hundred plus pound category. And the largest price gains averaged 663 per hundredweight over the previous week, and that was for the six to seven hundred pound heifers. And the four to five hundred pound heifers had the largest decrease of 433 per hundredweight on average compared to the previous week. What were the main factors influencing these price changes? Yeah, the feeder market has continued to be really strong with good demand for grass cattle and then also those larger quality lots. Some categories seen prices drop or level off where there was limited supply or quality of feeder cattle on offer. If the U.S. calf prices continue to strengthen and feed prices remain stable, that should continue to support the feeder market. What were marketings? Canfax reported feeder cattle volumes at 10,260 heads sold over the week in Saskatchewan, and this is below 12,255 the previous week. And year-to-date, we're 9% behind the volume compared to 2022. What happened with market-ready cattle prices? The Canfax price for Alberta-fed steers reported on March 24th was 210.42 per hundred weight, and this was up 252 compared to the last reporting of 207.90 on March 17th. And Alberta cow prices were up again compared to the last week, and D2 cows increased 228 per hundred weight from the week prior to average 134.36 per hundred weight, and D3 slaughter cows were up 50 cents per hundred weight to average 113.80 per hundred weight for the week. Provincial cattle specialist Fonda Froats. Here's the market updates with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. 
Market update brought to you by Freeze Tallman Lumber. Since 1956, Freeze Tallman has been your trusted building materials supplier for every type of project. Freeze Tallman in Regina and Fort Capel. And also brought to you by Sask Pork. Grain prices at Viterra were mixed in early trading today. Canola rose 710 at 764.92. Number one red spring wheat fell 255 at $402. The rest were unchanged. Durham 454.71. Feed barley 362.58. Chickpeas 1058.22. Flax 526.98. Lentils 768.50. Oats 215.32, yellow peas 416.95, and feed wheat 289.56. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, hard red spring wheat for May rose two and a half cents this morning at 8.65 a bushel. It's the livestock reports on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 6:20 CKRM. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock 842-4574. Now, the latest livestock quotes. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of March 28th. Our last regular sale was on March 15th. Butcher cattle are selling very strong right now. D1 and D2 cows sold from $1.19 to $1.39. D3 cows sold from $1 to $1.18. Counter cows sold from $0.80 cents to $1. Hefret sold from $1.79 to $1.94. And good butcher bulls sold from $1.35 to $1.67. We had a pre-sorted calf sale here on Monday. Monday, 500 to 550 pound steers averaged three dollars and 14 cents and sold up to three dollars and 42 cents 550 to 600 pound steers averaged three dollars and eight cents and sold up to three dollars and 33 cents 600 to 650 pound steers averaged three dollars and sold up to three dollars and 21 cents 650 to 700 pound steers averaged two dollars and 88 cents and sold up to three dollars and 13 cents and 700 to 800 pound steers averaged two dollars and 66 cents and sold up to $2.94. Heifers were about 40 cents back from the steers. Some of the highlights from the sale were a load of 500-pound grassers steers at $3.42 a pound, a load of 550-pound black steers at $3.33 a pound, a load of 600-pound black steers at $3.20 a pound, a group of 650-pound black steers at $3.08 a pound, a group of 700-pound black steers at $2.92 a pound, a group of 780-pound exotic steers at $2.72 a pound. We also had a group of 675-pound black Angus replacement heifers from the McNaughton Ranch, and they brought $2.67 a pound. This has been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets the cattle and the prices too. And today's pork price quotes, one ninety-two thirty-seven per CKG. Coming up, the resource report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. And Mazank Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazank, 306-721-6667. Industry watchers say yesterday's federal budget likely won't be enough to convince Canadian oil and gas companies to pull the trigger on expensive, emissions-reducing carbon capture and storage projects. The oil and gas industry believes carbon capture and storage technology is the key to meeting its greenhouse gas emissions reduction targets. 
Companies have proposed ambitious projects, such as a $16.5 billion carbon capture and storage transportation line that a group of Canadian oil sands firms want to build in northern Alberta. But James Miller, head of a non-profit organization dedicated to advancing carbon capture technology, says yesterday's budget didn't provide the certainty companies need in order to start construction. He says the industry is looking to the government to remove the risk of investing in pricey emissions reduction projects by essentially guaranteeing the future price of carbon. While the government pledged yesterday to implement a mechanism that would reduce the risk to companies that the federal price on carbon could be lowered or eliminated, Miller says the lack of detail and lengthy consultation timeline means companies will still be hesitant to invest. On the markets today, the TSX is up 149 points at 19,807. The Dow has gained 219 points to 32,613. Oil has fallen one cent at 73.19 a barrel. The Canadian dollar is at 73.70 cents U.S. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of the broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, following the 12 o'clock news, on your voice for everything ag, 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide.